Welcome to the Chicago Golf Report Podcast, brought to you by ChicagoGolfReport.com, covering everything golf in Chicago. Our guest this episode is the founder of SMT Golf Outings, Mike Tate. You can learn more about Mike's innovative approach to creating successful golf outings at smtgolfoutings.com. All right, so let's start out by uh, talking a little bit about uh, SMT Outings or um, kind of what you've morphed into. How many outings, <clears throat> excuse me, how many outings per year are you doing right now on average? Uh, just over 200 outings uh, per year, 200 events. Okay, and uh, within the past year, let's go with that, or you know, maybe even talk about since you started, because how long have you have you been involved with outings now? Uh, been a golf pro for 35 years, uh, but started this full time 2009 after the passing of my mother. Um, yeah, so 2000 May of 2009. Mhm. And so that was kind of the catalyst for it when you your mother passed away. You kind of got a an idea that you want to do a little bit more, and you saw that the uh, and kind of give back, and you saw that outings were uh, a potential way to do that, and then. It seemed like you had some pretty uh, good success right from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I supplied several people uh, in other parts of the country with um, with gifts for their outings, and I realized that they were just doing the same thing. In other words, they were handing out items to players on their one hole, and I was and I was order fulfilling for those prizes. So. Um, that's what I was doing. And then I realized that they were doing the same old, same old. And then, and then, you know, that happened in my life. And then I immediately, you know, kind of sprung into action with my entire plan, which, which morphed daily, weekly, even to this day. Correct. Yeah. And cause you're, you're always coming up with new ideas and, and I want to, uh, get back to the point about that you were providing gifts for other outings because I think that's an an essential part to the main topic of today, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, which is the, the pledge outing concept. But uh, it, you're, the impact you make for these outings has been huge. Do you have a number right now as to how much money you've been able to help these outings with since 2009? Um, just over, uh, just over five and a half million dollars since 2009. We've given away several thousand vacations. We've given away well over three million dollars in prizes and gifts. Um, so it's been, uh, fairly substantial in just five years. And I think the, uh, the other important point to consider is that over those five years, typically you have a pretty high retention rate in terms of when you do an outing, most outings, if they continue, they they definitely want you back. Is that correct? Most of them do, um, you know. But as I've said all along, that you know, my success, you know, SMT's success, is purely based on the golf outing committee's ability to listen to me or their desire to listen to me. Um, you know, made up of volunteers, and you know, God bless them. You know, they do a great job uh, most of the time. You know, I I do have a very simple formula to follow, and 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 if they follow it, there's a very strong record of if they follow this, these simple steps, they do very well. Um, but if they, you know, if they don't, or you know, if they don't listen to a couple of things, you know, they've often questioned. Well, you know, 
why. So and, you know, then, then that reflects then that reflects upon me and my company. Mm-hmm. Now, can you tell me? Um, we talked about how much you've made over m- nearly five million dollars for these outings. How many outings do you know? How many outings you've done since two thousand nine? Oh gosh, no, I don't know. Hundreds and hundreds. I I really don't know. You know, mm-hmm. indoors, outdoors, you know, church groups. Um, it's so you've it's made a really... huge impact with these outings. Uh, in terms of you start off, you're providing material, you're providing uh, goods that they can give away uh, at the outings trips. You know, equipment, all that stuff. And maybe we should explain how you can do that. Can you talk a little bit about? your relationships with wholesalers and kind of how you've established your your network of these sources so you could help these outings. Right, you know, be you know being a being a golf professional for all these years and and I'm very lucky I think, you know, that I've uh stayed put in an area so I've been able to formulate, you know, the back end um relationships you know, in my industry, the golf industry you know, for so long. Um, but just realizing that, you know, the nature of of people, the nature of, of golfers is that, you know, people are very giving, you know, but it doesn't hurt to grease, you know, to grease the wheels, if you know what I mean. So if I make it easier for people to give by giving them something in return, it helps everybody. And these items don't cost me anything. So, you know, I'll give away things like uh, golf clubs. I'll give away um, Vegas vacations that I actually buy. Um, but I'll give away comedy club tickets, um, $700 worth of free and discounted golf. Just, I mean, just for being there. Uh, it doesn't matter to me if they participate or not. You know, I have to thank them for being there supporting you know, whatever group I'm with that day. So my whole goal is to increase the value of the participants' experience for the day. So when they leave that when they leave that day, they're talking that they just can't believe how much value was brought to them that day. I give I give the charity or the group or the corporation the ability to basically raise their fee because I bring so much more value to it. And that's of course all their money. Correct. Yeah, in the in the value you provide, you're able to provide, as you said, comes from the fact that you've been in the golf business for 30 years and beyond. You have these networks, but you also have a background. In addition to being a golf professional, you started your own golf club manufacturing company, and I would assume that helped establish more contacts as well. Absolutely. You know, the the free golf clubs. You know, I give away wedges and I give away putters at virtually every event. Um, and people, they can't believe when you do, you know, when you're asking for money to play a particular game or an activity, money goes back to the charity or to the group, of course, and you're giving them, you know, a free wedge or a free putter. They just they can't believe it. Um, so it's very easy to do. But, yes, that definitely comes from, you know, from my, you know, club design and manufacturing uh, business. And you have a uh, a warehouse that you've, been able to maintain all this in and, and keep a lot of your clubs and manufacturing. Right, right. Uh, the warehouse uh, shares both both businesses now. Um, mm-hmm. Oddly, okay. uh, oddly, the the charity end of it is 
starting to crowd out the club business. But <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you've done such a, a good job and such a, a uh, you've changed the face of how outings are going. So I think that's that's definitely you've proven that for the last five years. Now, the the thing that you told me about recently, and this is the whole impetus that I wanted to get back in touch with you, is the fact that you told me about a new system, a new type of outing that you created and that you had in your mind and you had this concept for it and you finally found an event that would go along with it and it turned out to be a pretty big success and it's it's based upon uh, something that you call a pledge outing. Can you give kind of a a brief overview of what it is and where the idea came from? Yeah, absolutely. as you know, I, I'm always changing this thing and tweaking it to try to make it better. And if something doesn't work, I mean, I just change it. I'm very lucky that that I don't have to check with a board of directors to do that type of thing. But and, and I'm still, I mean, after you know, at age 51, I'm still able to see things and learn things every day. Um, but I've I've noticed that in listening to committees and charity groups, and you know, they're you know they're well, people don't want to play in this golf outing because it's too expensive. So when they say when they said they're setting their price, even to this day, oh well, we're going to set the price. We're not going to go $165 to play this year. We're going to go $150, and and it 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 kills me when I hear things like that. I mean, all the other prices in 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 the event have risen. The golf courses, you know, raise their price, and so now they're making less money than they did last year. And they think that because they've lowered their price that they actually know more people. In other words, oh my gosh, I lowered it $15. Now they'll come. Well, it never happens. They invite the same people, the same list of people, the same, always the same people, and just simply through attrition, it's always going to be smaller. Always. Mm-hmm. People die, people move. It's It's math. And if they truly believe, if they truly believe that a lower price is going to get more people there, which is in, which is untrue, I decided to fix that. So I came up with a pledge-based golf outing. We see it all over the place. We see it through walkathons and that type of thing. So I've been able to create a program where I go into the charities and I say, hey, look, let's have a golf outing. Let's have your golf outing, and all of your golfers play for free. And they look at me, you know, two guys, you know, put their glasses down over the end of their nose like like uh, I'm talking crazy. I said, yeah, I said, I've got a program where all of your golfers are going to play for free, and you'll make more money. And not only are they going to make more money, but I'm going to give them stuff to play. I said, I'll give them drivers, I'll give them golf shoes, I'll give them gift cards, I'll give them, I said, and they're all like, it's not going to cost them, no, I said, they can play for free if they want, and I'll be able to give them gifts. So what I do is, is, is I have five levels or five pledge goals that they meet, and, and I simply, I do everything for them. I create their website for their golf outing. I cre- it's a pledge drive website, so their friends and family and Facebook friends and certainly their Aunt Martha in Texas would love to help little Jimmy, you know, play in this golf outing. You know, it's for a great cause. It's for cystic fibrosis or it's for juvenile diabetes, and oh, that's just wonderful. 
you know, that he's doing that. And so they go up to this website and they pledge for their favorite golfer, whatever they'd like to pledge. And as soon as he reaches certain goals, the first goal, say $350 in pledges, his entry fee is free. And when he gets to a second goal, he gets a uh, pair of golf shoes. And when he reaches a third goal, he gets the golf shoes, he gets to play for free, and he gets a driver, a Nike or Callaway driver. So taking the fact that golfers are, in fact, greedy by nature, sorry to say, um, we can kill two birds with one stone. We're playing on the fact that golfers are greedy and that people do, in fact, like to help their friends and family. And now your average golfer collects $1,200 to $2,200 in pledges, and that all goes to the charity or organization. And all I do is simply just fill the orders for the product through my network that I've built up for all these years of what each golfer has achieved. So you you actually did, in fact, you ran this type of an event last year. And um, how many golfers in the outing, do you remember? Uh, was over 120 golfers, if I recall. And uh, there was a, a good deal of them did get the highest level of the pledges. So in the end, yeah. they came away with literally thousands of dollars, you know, at least a couple thousand dollars worth of in, in retail costs of yeah. stuff. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, set of irons, driver, golf shoes, Visa gift card, and they all played for free. Eighty, I think it was 87 or 88% of the golfers played for free, and I forget what the percentage was, had reached the end goal. But either way, the golf outing reached almost $220,000 in adults. $220,000 for the golf outing. I mean, they, they couldn't believe it. So the outing made $220,000. Do you any idea right. what they had made the previous year? Oh, it was it was it was nothing. I mean, it was literally nothing. I I forget what it was, $13,000. So in addition perfect. to the 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 new pledge system that you incorporated and that they went with, um did they you know, were they involved with the process? You know, you talked earlier about how you know, you, you've seen the different steps that have to be taken in order to make an outing successful. Were they on board with all that? There was a, it's, it's a little scary in the beginning, of course, but step one, you know, no, I mean, everybody is a little apprehensive. Change is difficult, of course. But step one in this pledge program is the golfer pays the green fee. So whatever green fee they've decided on, $150. Step one, golfer pays the green fee. When they reach $350 in pledges, instantly they get credited back their $150. So they immediately see that they're not out anything, but now golfer A has been given back their $150, but now they're sitting with $350 in pledges from that golfer. So they're thinking, wow, you know, this works. So they're instantly up money. Mm-hmm. So they're they're very happy with that, um, and then it's just a matter of 
me doing my job of what shaft flex and what loft do you want in your driver, what size shoes do you want. And in that particular event, there was one gentleman who simply was shipped the wrong size shoes. And, you know, he was concerned that where do I send the shoes back? And I was like, just keep the shoes, give them to somebody else, we'll send you the right pair. <laughs> you know, sorry for the trouble, but um, they may, I mean, it was just, it was fantastic. So um, in, change in this, is difficult. In this pledge system then, so I think it's, it's, it's now pretty clear about in terms of the benefit for the golfer is huge because the benefit, you know, if they're able to get their friends and family involved and make pledges, you know, as you said, which is a fairly common uh, utilization for, you know, these different types of runs or, you know, my nephew has a, a walk up the uh, Sears Tower for charity. Um, so if they're able to get their network involved, <clears throat> they're, the type, they're the people who are, are providing then this revenue. So they're kind of crowdsourcing the, the fundraising component of it. And in the middle is the outing itself, which is kind of the hub. They're the people who are bringing all these, these people in. And then on the outside would be SMT, where you're kind of you're creating the website to start off with. You are uh, providing the information to promote the event, and then you're there to conduct the event, so you're part of the event as it goes on. And then finally, after the outing, then you do all the fulfillment. As you said, you provide the, the shafts and the, you know, the customization of the clubs and all that, and even handle returns then. Right, right. The, yeah, the, uh, the organization doesn't have to do anything, really. Their biggest job is spreading the word and that's always it's always seems to be among the most difficult what we also do is because as we know and I forget exactly what that statistic is is that the average the average person on Facebook has 120 friends say but they're not really all friends i mean they're acquaintances sure you know sure you're my friend whatever that type of thing um so there's some fringe people in that 120 average I mean, I know on on my own Facebook page, there's thousands of people, and I don't know any of them, you know, but it's a business. So, you know, when I get a request, I just click yes. So what I also do for for these people who are out sourcing pledges and sourcing, you know, requests for, you know, for themselves to play is I help them as well. In other words... When they ask for a donation from their friends and family, whether they do it through Twitter, Facebook, email, however, I also provide their donors with gifts. In other words, I'll give away, like I'll give away a certificate for a free wedge or a certificate for a free putter once they make certain, if they make a $50 pledge, I'll send them a certificate for a free wedge. So it's a lot easier for Mary Jones to give Billy a $50 donation if she is going to get something in return from, you know, from the golfer. It doesn't come from the golfer. I handle it for him. It just it, it makes it a lot easier for him to collect money. And, and people really just they can't believe I mean how smoothly the whole process goes. And I'm, I'm assuming a lot of that has to do with the fact that, uh, well, A, you've come up with this process, and B, you've done, as you said, hundreds of outings, you know, if you're averaging a couple hundred a year, you know, over the past five years. So 
there's been a lot of testing that's gone involved. And I imagine there's been a lot of things that have gone wrong over the years that you've definitely learned from. <laughs> oh, sure. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that go wrong. Um, you know, we're taking several things out from this year that, you know, just simply didn't work. But, but these are things that we give away at every event now. Um, um, so it doesn't matter to me if I give them out at an event or if I send them out to people who are generous enough with their money uh, to help, you know, to help a golfer for this cause, whatever this cause happens to be, you know, the next cause. Um, so you've created this entire whole kind of closed loop system, I'll call it, where you've incentivized literally everybody within the organization and even the golf outings because of your background and as a professional, you know, you're very aware of when you go to work at a specific outing uh, at a course, you know, you're aware of their kind of the methodology and, you know, fixing the greens and, and you know, we haven't even gotten into the uh, the types of uh, uh, games and things that you, you conduct, um, you know, which it kind of incentivize people to participate on the course. But, uh, um, and I wanted to just stick with the, the pledge outing because I believe this is really a, a groundbreaking type of a format. But anyway, getting back to it, you've incentivized all these groups and you're providing all this value. And I think, you know, we've talked about this before, the the cynical nature I think of most people is well, what's he doing and how's he making his money? Um, you know, how does SMT benefit from all this? And you know, you've talked about how you're leveraging your the resources that you've been able to put together, whether that's the warehouse, whether it's all the wholesale costs. You know, you're able to provide all these prizes and things at a at a limited cost for you because you've you've been able to collect it. But can you talk to the idea of how, you know, you've been able to do this for five years, so how have you been able to continue uh, to make money, you know, because you're out there with people, you have costs, you have a lot of time. How does SMT make money through this to be able to continue to do this? I have to admit, I mean, that that question, you know, has always shocked and almost irritated me. Um you know how you know, and I hear it every day. You know how do you make? They they can't believe it because it always sounds too good to be true. You know how do you make your money? I mean I would ne- I wouldn't have never asked that question to anybody, um, but they do. Um, in this particular case, I mean it's it's all really very straightforward. So a, a person gets gets donated or gets pledged twenty five hundred dollars. The costs of all these gifts, the wholesale costs of all these gifts, the tailor-made irons, the Callaway driver, the Nike shoes, the Visa gift card, their entry feedback, all comes out of that 2500 Hello? Yeah, sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That all comes out of that. Comes out of that. So they're they're buying this. I mean, I'm not giving them this product. Mm-hmm. That that comes back out of that 2,500. So they're netting a giant sum of money per golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do these events, I I there's a fee there's there's a fee that I charge them, um, mm-hmm. and I can very comfortably say very comfortably say that every single year from the first event to the last event, there's never been a golf outing that I have charged more money than I've made for them. Absolutely. Right. And with this, and, w- and with the pledge system too, that's the really the groundbreaking thing because I think this is the perfect storm of putting together the strengths that you bring, 
you know, which is the creativity of these events, of um, putting together the system, uh, you know, even of the technology that you've been able to assemble where, as you said, you assemble the website, you're, you allow people then to pledge um, online. Um, I mean, so there's, there's all of this stuff that comes together. And then in the end, you're able to generate as you said, for this one outing that had no base before, $220,000. And that's really what struck me because I know that there's always fundraising uh, needs. You know, there's always people who are injured or need help or assistance or support. And if you think about it, the, the means that they have right now are basically, well, let's go throw a fundraising party or an event. And the last time I checked, or if you even look online with the basic crowdsourcing fund, fundraising tools, it's kind of hard to get to that level, that number, and have all the parties involved go away delighted, as you talked about, because of the the value. So, I mean, I would imagine that had to be part of the thinking process when you created this pledge uh, concept and then you executed on like, wow, this is this is a pretty different way to go about m raising money going forward. Yeah. Exactly, and and what people you know need to realize, and you know perhaps I need to realize, is I do this fifteen, sixteen hours a day every day of the week, and you know perhaps I need a vacation or something, but but the the absolute reality after thirty five years of doing this, and, and I hear all the stories and I hear all the plans and programs, is that golfers only have so much money to spend. They absolutely do. So when I hear when I hear committees coming up with, well, we're going to have the biggest raffle, we're going to have the greatest raffle items, or we're going to have the best silent auction, or we're going to bring in the best, the most magnificent celebrity live auctioneer to auction off this. We're going to start off with, we're going to live auction off a Mercedes-Benz. I don't care. I mean, I don't care. I absolutely don't care. I don't care if you're auctioning off gold bars. Golfers only come to golf outings with so much money. Your reach for a golf outing is only the people in that golf outing. That's it. Golfers don't, it doesn't matter. That's it. So to be successful, you had better well start looking outside of the golf outing. And that's really where this came from. And the crowdsourcing is exactly the word. Um, so if all these people, all these people know other people, and you can run, you can run a pledge-based fundraiser for anything. It, it does, it, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'll run a pledge-based fundraiser for anything, for anyone, because it's fun. You need new clothes for a new baby that's coming. Awesome. Let's do that. It doesn't <laughs> matter mm -hmm. because everybody knows people. Because I mean, it, it it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's just it's shocking to me that people think that if I have if I have 20 items donated, and we're gonna have the greatest raffle. But if I have 50 items for the for the raffle, that we're gonna make more money. You absolutely will not. You 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 won't. Because people only have so much money. Mm -hmm. And it's just and I see it every day. I see it every day. And it it just it never happens. You can you can only make so much money out of the people that are there. And, and the so. bottom line, I think, in this is the fact that the way you've created this system is that you have the ability to provide value for each level, 
of this, right. the event. So if we're talking about you know an outing like you said, cystic fibrosis or a specific charity, you're providing value to the golf course because you're you're bringing these outings there and helping them uh, fill a spot on their their chart. You're providing a huge amount of benefit to all the golfers who come. And then thirdly, to the outings themselves, the outings who, again, as you said, you know, there is minimal upfront cost to them, and in the end, you know, you you always bring a heck of a lot more value in in terms of the upside for an outing to make money is huge with the way you've created this system and uh, right. virtually eliminated any kind of negativity, especially if the fact they're able to follow through, like you said, on the, the whole program, and. Um, you know, it's, it's I, yeah, pretty straightforward. Yeah, I truly bring to every event, I don't care what the event is, bowling, pool, billiards, golf, it doesn't, it truly is an unlimited, truly is an unlimited profit potential. Um, just just four weeks ago with my, with my scratch card system, they made $22,000, $22,000 in the four weeks before their golf outing. And they split that money up between the two charities, $11,000 before the event. They wrote a check for $11,000 to both charities, and then the day of the event happened. And then, of course, we killed it that day too. But um, but it truly is an open-ended, make as much money as you want, truly as much money as you want. And this is just an extension of that. And now, And now we're just bringing truly the rest of the country and arguably – bits and pieces of the rest of the world in. Just however however large your reach is, and, and I also make it easy for them because now I'm giving those people incentive to help you as well. Well, I really don't I really don't like Dave. Why would I Oh, you mean this guy from SMT is gonna give me something to help Dave? Oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I'll help him. So you know, even the people that are waffling I can help tip some of them as well because I'm giving them something. It doesn't cost me anything. The companies that that support me, the companies that I drag around with me every day, might help might help them help the golfer, which helps the group that I'm with, which is wonderful. You know, so my whole ta- goal is to make those people money. We've talked about then the whole process of the pledge drive and and how it works together. And, and I've alluded to some of the things that go on in the course, and I think it would be probably beneficial if you just go over a couple of the, the the games that you and your people conduct when you're involved with an outing on the course. We have, uh, there's, I think, 45 or 46 different things we do right now. Uh, next week that's going to be cut down only because there's some that didn't work as well as I had hoped, not as popular but we've already got you know a couple to replace it for next year. Um, the most popular is our golf ball cannon. Um, it's with us every single day. It's a it's a giant. The best way to describe it is a giant uh, paintball gun, if you will. Uh, golfers you know drop their golf ball down and and shoot their golf ball out. And uh, so on a par four, we do it on a par four every day, literally every day, and. The, we play closest to the pin contest on a par four, and everyone everyone asked the same question, and they asked it all day yesterday. And we were laughing. You mean that's going to make it all the way to the green on this par four? There's no way. And they all you know they all laugh, and sure enough, it does because we just calibrate it for whatever par four we're on. So, 
So closest to the pin on a par four, and we always give away three days, two nights for two people at the Tropicana in Las Vegas as the prize for closest to the pin. So every day we give away that prize for that game. And I buy that prize. Um, doesn't cost the outing anything. That's my prize for that hole. So we collect money for that. Um, we have a game called uh, Scattered Flags, which is very popular. I have $60,000 in prizes in the fairway. We have 120 flags laid out there. And if they land their ball within a certain distance of any one of those 120 flags, they win that prize. And uh, you just you can't believe that there's just literally a sea of flags out there on one fairway. Um, new game this year, very popular. Uh, was called Cash Landing, uh, 40 targets on one green. Um, and if people landed their ball inside one of those targets on the one par three green, um, we have 5600 over $5,600 in cash. And again, those prizes are all on me. Um, what we do is is I bring, I bring the games, I bring the employees, I bring the prizes. So all of the prizes are on, are on SMT. So if somebody wins the cash, I'm paying them. So it's a pretty nice, pretty nice value uh, program for the event. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, the part that, uh, in addition to the value you provide to the golfers, I think that's the part that really creates lifelong fans of uh, SMT. Where you, you know, I, I've heard before many times where you're talking to people, and as soon as they see that SMT's at the event or know about it, they're excited because they know they had a good time. You know, they come up to a hole and they see uh, one of your people at one of those holes, and whether they're playing using the gun or playing scattered flags or any of the other things, it's, it's a lot of fun. And typically, they, you know, to participate in these, these games, they'll, you know, donate, what, $5, $10? Uh, $10 is the minimum that we charge, mm-hmm. you know, but every time, you know, we ask for $10, we're giving them a gift every time they see us. That's ten dollars to seven hundred dollars. So, you know, they, people can't believe it. I mean, you just gave us, you just gave us this gift, and all you're asking for is. I'm really not asking for anything. If you know, this is this is your gift, whether or not you participate or not. You know, we appreciate you being out here supporting. Fill in the blank. But we have this game for you, and then. The prizes that I bring are so spectacular. Like I said, there's $5,600 in cash on this green. If you'd like to take a shot at it, awesome. You know, let's have some fun. Let's, you know, we're trying to make it different. And the the great comments we get after people shaking our hands and patting us on the back, and you know, this was the most fun event I've ever been at. It's it certainly it's a great great feeling. You know, but but like I said. There's only so many people at an event, and there's only so much money. And, and golf outings, money will not, will not, will not come from these games. The games are fun. The games are exciting. Everyone talks about the games. But true revenue, true life-changing revenue is going to have to come from somewhere else. So. The um, follow-up point I wanted to make on that was when you're um, at these events, and like you said, 
you know, you you're talking about a a specific audience that you can reach. You know, so say somebody gets 144 people at an event. Um, you know, you have a specific amount that you can generate that day that they're going to bring to the course. And as you said, if they have 50 items that they're going to do a silent auction on, really doesn't matter. You know, unless people start leveraging, you know, their credit cards or whatever to the point where it's not a good situation, there's only a limited amount of funds. So you've taken the pledge out and you've been able to expand that. So instead of having 144 golfers, you have 144 golfers plus, you know, as you said, 120 friends on Facebook, and, and I'm sure most people have even more than that. So when you're you're talking with an outing, you know, an outing's come up to you and you bring up the concept of the pledge drive, is there anything different that they need to know? Can they, they want to take, you work with SMT to conduct a charity outing to make money for a specific event. How long of a, a window do you need to be able to start setting this up and to conduct a, a golf outing like this? Just uh, just to conduct the golf outing? Mm-hmm. I certainly would like as much time as possible um, because the longer I have, the more time they have to collect their pledges. But I just all I have to do is I just have to create the website and the payment portal, which takes me two days. And then I'm going to give them the the website link. That's all I give them. Here's your link. Start spreading the news. Mm-hmm. So now all the committee has to do is take that link and give it to everybody. So when they send out their invitations or they send their email blasts or they send, all they're sending out is that. Mm-hmm. So they tell their little story. They say, Look, we're giving away golf clubs and shoes and Visa gift cards and play in this golf outing for free. I'll even make up their web. I'll even make up their flyer for them because the whole thing is about the whole thing is basically about greed. If they truly believe that golfers aren't playing in their golf outing because it's too expensive, and every single event believes that, the first thing that the first thing that committees do is that when they get together, is they truly talk about price. They all sit back, they all raise their heads, and they say, well, let's get back to that. Then they say, what day should we have it? And then they say, where should we have it? So they decide on date, they decide on where, and the next thing they do, okay, what about the price? (laughs) That whole thing happens in five minutes. And they're always stuck on price. Okay, so it's too expensive. SMT comes in and says, it's free. I fixed your I fixed your price problem. It's free, and here's how we're gonna do it. So I'll make up their I'll make up their flyer for them. Hey everybody, the first time ever, the X Y Z golf outing is free. Here's how we're gonna do it. Not only is it free, but we're gonna give you cool stuff to play in it. Just start just start spreading the news. So every golfer is also gonna get that same link to that website. Here it is, Grandma. Pledge for me, you know, Billy from high, you know high school. Let's make some pledges. You're gonna get some cool stuff too, so pledge. You know, make a pledge. They take it around. We all did the same thing. I mean, all through. I mean, all our adult life, we all took the kids' wrapping paper and the cheese balls from school. So we we all did it. Take it to the office and sell it. We all did the same thing. So take your little pledge sheet to the office. Everyone will pledge for you. Move on. So instead of buying wrapping paper 
or buying cookies, <laughs> you can now use this whole same type of format with a golf outing and have it be wildly successful, as you said, you know, crowdsourcing and getting all their, their friends to really help out a charity. And the as you've described, the run-up, the time frame, really doesn't have to be that long. You know, as you said, the more time, the better to get people activated. But if an organization just hears about SMT and their events coming up in a month or two, um, I would assume they could still get involved. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been the Chicago Golf Report Podcast. Visit ChicagoGolfReport.com right now for exclusive discount offers, Chicago golf news, and in-depth event listings.